have brand values in your business? Have you built your business around a key set of principles for everyone to follow? And do they fall in line with your vision? Is it important to align your team with your brand? I'm chatting with my guest, John Vuong, about this topic and a number of other brand and business focused topics on this episode of Divided by Brand, the podcast aimed at entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers. If you want to learn from industry experts and you want to listen to advice about how to feel more confident with your brand, then this is the show for you. Join me as I interview inspirational individuals at different stages in their business journey. My name is Dan O'Cock, I'm your host, and I'm a brand identity specialist with over 20 years experience. If you're interested to know if your own brand has all of the key ingredients to attract higher value clients, I've created a scorecard that'll help you do just that. It'll uncover if you're able to attract the right value clients and if your brand matches your ambition. The scorecard can be found by clicking the links button in the player. Yeah, the player that you're listening on, just click the links button and you'll get redirected straight to my scorecard. It's very quick, it's incredibly simple to use, but most of all, it should deliver you some value straight to your inbox with your own customized report, which will have marked you across six core areas of branding. And I think you'll agree, that's quite long enough for a podcast intro. Let's just get started with this episode. Welcome to the show, John. It's absolutely fantastic to finally get you on. I think we had our onboard or welcome call um, quite a few weeks back now, but we're not going to go into the intricacies and complications. But all we know is that we're, we're all immune now from um, COVID, apparently, if we've had our double vaccines. Um, and what I get my guests to do is, is really just introduce themselves with a couple of wins from the last two weeks, some things that have been going well for yourself. Welcome to the show, John. Well, thanks a lot for the intro, Daniel. Um, yes, I uh, last couple of weeks has been busy. Um, yes, there's still the lockdown, but here in Toronto, Canada, where I reside, things are slowly uh, opening up. So that means stage three, we're gonna have indoor dining soon. So we've been locked up for many, many months, as you know, during this pandemic. So for me, in terms of business, um, a lot of things have happened. Um, most recently, we hired a new staff, which will take on more of the channel sales, mid-market sales approach. Um, so that was the first thing I want to mention. The other thing is um, I've been focused more heavily on content creation. Um, so I have a lot of marketing projects on the go. And one of the things I wanted to do and put more time and efforts into, and I built a team around it, is to create a YouTube channel. Oh, so nice. I started creating content for YouTube with my videographer uh, and producer. And I have a team to work on, you know, headlines, scripts, editing, hooks, 
uh, the content, right? Yeah. Um, so if I'm going to do it, invest into it, do it properly the first time around. Um, so that's the second win. And then the third win is just constantly getting better in terms of um, getting clients, right? So improving on that whole process. So keep producing better systems, processes. And I feel like just getting a good momentum while here in Canada, things are slowly opening up. Businesses are becoming more optimistic in terms of wanting to spend again, um, yeah. knowing that there is a market that's eager to want to consume and buy their products and services. So that whole intention of being ready and prepared to help out with businesses who are seeking out uh, my services um, allows me to really stay focused, right? Like what are my year goals? Because it's already mid-year. So what I know the next I know that- six months, how do I get the most of it? It's flying by. What a what an awesome set of wins. I mean, you sound like you're, um, well, you're smashing it for a start. Really, you know, it's really great to hear that you, you you head down and and plowing through stuff. You feel or you sound like you're on the starting blocks of something um, fresh and something that you know you want to just get stuck into as this uh, as we kind of come into the summer months. Um, similar to myself, actually, and um, I'm looking to get. A little bit more video work done. Is, is video new to you or have you done video work before? Yeah, like definitely because I've never uh, produced uh, proper video content. Yes, I've presented uh, in front of audiences. So being a speaker is a little bit different than actually production with scripts um, in, in terms of a YouTube content or whatnot. So yes, it's a brand new space for me. And so therefore I just need practice, get in a good habit of a routine to constantly produce with a different hook. And you know, it's just, just like anything, you need to create good habits if you wanna dominate, right? And, and grow. So just, just jump into something new uh, yeah. allows me to think differently as well. And I guess um, if you're you're similar to myself, it's putting yourself out of your comfort zone at times because, yeah, you can sit and play and sail, but where's the excitement in that? And often, you know, it's not until you push yourself into these little areas that are just quite not where you're used to going that some some kind of magic happens sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And yes, this is a huge arena and YouTube's a huge platform and there's a lot of people crushing it. And therefore, I, I know this is a new skill set that I need to harvest and learn if I want to also be a part of it. Um, as the evolution of humans, we adapt to new platforms and mediums. And this is a huge one that if you're missing out on, could be a great opportunity as a business owner. Absolutely. And we've got, we've dived straight in there. We've been talking, we just, you know, we just spent five minutes talking about something that's very current. But what I, I generally try to do with an episode is to be a little bit chronological. And I'm quite keen for you to, um, or for us rather, to just have a little chat and let my listeners um, understand how you've arrived at, at this point in your, your business journey, your life. And I know your background from our introductory call was advertising and sales for over 10 years. And you decided that you wanted to start your own company. 
and local is the big thing for you. And so I'm hoping that you can just sort of, I'm going to say fill in the gaps, but how did you arrive at this point where after 10 years, which is, a you know, in one particular um, niche, if you like, you've kind of got that locked down. So why not carry that on? What caused you to go, no, this is not for me and I'm, I'm off to do something different? Yeah, um, great question. So just for your listeners to um, know a little bit about myself, I started this agency that I own currently. Um, it, it's called Local SEO Search back in 2013. And 10 years since I finished school, I, I studied business in uh, university. And then afterwards, I got my first uh, career job in sales. And again, this was really, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I came out of school. I just didn't want to sit in front of a desk being on a computer or doing things that was not comfortable for me. So I, I got into the sales world, um, not knowing much about sales, so I had to learn it. So I had to go and consume as much information as possible. Um, so I, I started listening to audio tapes. I went to a lot of conferences and I absorbed from the best salespeople, not just within the organization, but I seek advice. Um, so in 10 years, I really learned how to sell to B2B and understood this traditional and online space of advertising. And therefore, I, I feel that skill set of sales was what I learned in 10 years after working with thousands of business owners. And what really pushed me to want to stop doing sales, or I, I not really stop, but Try something new was because I knew there was a huge shift in user behavior. When I was working in traditional advertising, I've, I've been working with all these business owners, but they were so frustrated, not knowing who to trust, where to go, because people were changing how they consume their kind of product and service. They couldn't figure out a good ROI for their ad spend. And I wanted to fill that gap in the marketplace. And I knew myself, I was shifting to this new search world. And yes, this new digital world meant, yes, there's social media, there's a lot of different sites, there's a lot of apps, there's email and everything else. But I wanted to gravitate towards search. And Google was the biggest brand and still is today for search. And therefore, I, I really got my foot wet to understand how it worked and how I can help these businesses that I serve get more, I guess, return on their investment for ad spend. And I mean, it's it's fascinating. I've, I have done some sales in the past myself and um, it's, it's often with sales that people, people don't like selling, do they? Yeah, it's, it's hard, right? Um, because you're rejected all the time. Yeah. Like in 10 years time, I've, I've probably made a million phone calls. I've spent so much time learning, uncovering why people purchase from not just me or the company or the brand, but why, what was the trigger for them to take action? And when you really dig deep to the root cause, it's more about there's a lot of factors, right? Like uncovering the need, uncovering the audience, uncovering, you know, what is the gaps 
of why they want your product and service in the first place and what what triggers them to make that decision to go with you. Um, there's a lot in it to uncover and therefore the sales skill doesn't happen overnight. There's a lot of mistakes that will uh, you have to endure, a lot of objection, a lot of um, uncovering how to improve. And there's so many great salespeople in the world that you can work with, right? Like there's books, there's audio, there's video, there's people that you can, you know, get some coaching and mentoring from. Don't hesitate to learn this new skill because if you don't have it, when you're a business owner, it's very hard for you to, um, you know, get started. Like people buy from you. If you're not good in sales, no one can re replicate what you are as passionate as to sell your product. See, this is getting into some good territory that, you know, I'm brand, that's what I do. And it's the, the, the crossover that I find fascinating is brand, marketing and sales. There's like a, there's a muddy, not a muddy line, but like a, like this little weird, fuzzy, uncharted territory of, well, that's your marketing. No, that's your branding. No, that's sales. And um, I guess as a question to put to you, where do you find that, that brand, I guess, comes in in that sales process where where does it sit for you amongst those three things i think branding everyone kind of understands brands with big large corporations then there's personal brands if you're a coach or a mentor um, but then there's also if you're a business owner and you have a bricks and mortar or service type business um, smbs or larger corporations Yes, you need a brand strategy. Yes, you need a marketing department to actually make it to to come to real life, right? Like mm -hmm. come to fruition, whatever your vision is. Then the sales is actually accountable, right? Like what are the KPIs to actually deliver on all the promises that the brand and marketing wants to be achieved? So I think all of it is synergetic and depending on what kind of business you're operating and where you're at and what position you're in, they all need to be merging and collaborating at the same time to make it very effective. Yeah, there's some real aligning to do. And when you get to a certain size with a business and you have multiple people involved, it's, it's a juggling act. Um, and it can be really, really tricky. How many, how many people do you have with involved with your business, John? Uh, currently, we have about um, 30 plus. Wow. Yeah. So a good size. Well, how, I mean, as an example, if people have got that size business out there, how do you tackle getting what your brand stands for and why you exist? How do you filter that down through the business? I'm quite intrigued. I always like hearing how different people tackle it. Yeah, it all start, starts with the core values, right? Like what, why did you start in the first place? And what are you trying to get out there mm. to, for people to know who you are, right? And it starts with the people and the vision. And if you are, because I, I started this as a bootstrap business to kind of see if this is for me, 
And then I started growing, I started hiring, and then I started building a management team. So it takes time if you're starting from nothing. But if you bought an existing company, or if you're a larger company and you're that brand strategist, it's a little bit different. So in, for me personally, everything that I do resonates with every one of my people and all my clients understand what we stand for. And so the, the whole messaging is in alignment. Everyone gets regrouped on a weekly basis. Everyone knows why we're doing certain things and they, they express it to our clients. They engage within our team so that everyone's aware of our vision, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. it's important to just have an alignment with every single department, every single team member and regroup to keep that messaging consistent so that everyone is in alignment. It's so important and it is, it's the first thing that gets overlooked. Um, in my opinion. And um, I'd made a note here when, when we had our initial call. Um, yeah, personal and business goals aligned. And you definitely come across as the type of person who um, has certain personal values, but also likes to make sure that a business um, has core values that you've just mentioned. Did, do you come up with those values or did you actually work with a brand strategist to to form those i i think it it evolved um but it it was the root of who i am personally right and i didn't i didn't hire a specialist i actually collaborated with my team to come up with what does this really mean and what do we stand for and how do you perceive this company this agency that we're kind of building together right because Mm. My thought is if everyone's on the same page and they believe in it, they are going to actually want to achieve success together, right? But if there's misalignment and let's voice it, let's take it, you know, bring it out there so that everyone could have their opinion and perspective and share with what their thoughts would be. So everything we do um, is really collaborative. Every project, every initiative, we, we try to embrace every opinion, perspective in different departments because we have so many ideas. Everyone's creative. Everyone should have a say. So that's the, you know, I, I'm trying to break down all the, the boundaries from a lot of these large corporations because yes, you're hired as a brand strategist, but people in the sales and marketing team has different ideas that can help um, share your vision as well because they're front facing with the customer. So they want to add what they see in the marketplace. Yeah, I, I really like that approach actually. And I hadn't even considered that as a, um, you know, as a method to to build on. But what you, what you could say to people out there, I mean, often a business owner would say, you know, a founder, for example, who's set up a business, um, they've decided this is why that business exists and um, this is why we're in the marketplace, this is what we do. And so they then have to come up with that brand story, come up with the values, and then anybody that comes into the business have that explained to them. Whereas 
if you can have that, if you've got that team there that you can talk about and discuss the principles of the business, they're going to, like you've just said, bring some extra input. And if you're building and growing that business together, that's that's pretty key to listen to what they're saying. They're going to feel alienated otherwise. So I actually really like that approach. It's so important to build that trust within your team as well, right? Like for them to want to commit to this idea, this business journey and venture with you, they got to be committed to their values as well. It has to be in alignment, right? Like everything has to be working together in synergy to make this all come to fruition. And yeah. the goals, the you know values, the the mindset, everything has to be in alignment. And it takes time. Yes, building a relationship with your employees and your staff, the management team, um, there has to be that layer of trust that they can be authentic and transparent and not feel like they're going to be judged. Well, here's something, just a straight up question for anybody, any of the listeners that have a, a growing business, a small team that's probably looking to expand. Let's say they're not approaching their branding, um, their brand and their brand strategy like that, but they've perhaps started to pick up on some signals within staff that perhaps they're not you know, feeling valued or perhaps there's not quite that level of listening what would you say to them to if they if they're listening to you go do you know what i actually really like what john's saying here what could you say to them as a where, where do you start how would you go about making some changes yeah so i always have multiple touch points i try to have open communication with my entire team i'm there on you know email any any form of messaging slack or whatever you use and make it you know, you want to be a leader where you want to lead by example, right? So mm-hmm. not only do they show up to work and they feel valued, but you want to support them on whatever their goals are. If you are in alignment with, you know, this is their job and tasks and duties and roles, and you want to move them ahead for the next three to five years and try to hit their personal targets as well, business target, make sure it's in alignment. That's what it's all about. Because not only do you want to build your company to hit those milestones in terms of revenues and sales or whatever profitability, you also want to achieve their personal goals to want to embrace them to, you know, want to over deliver. They feel valued. And once there's value in wanting to stay at your company and putting more time and effort into all the projects and duties and roles and responsibility, and being heard, they're gonna commit more to your business. And therefore it's so important to read people, help people, give people source access, whatever it is, like information, guidance, perspective, because you've probably lived a little bit longer with different skills and things that you can add to people's lives that you can now pass on. And people respect that yeah it's a lot of people are eager you know they want to they want to hear from you they want to be able to um learn and grow with you absolutely um one of the first notes i've got on my pad here john it just says find good humans 
And I think it was me asking or perhaps reading something along the lines of your own personal mission um, to find good humans. Live, love, explore. And um, I wanted to ask you if, if, if you've always been like that or if there's something that's made you think like that. Well, I personally believe that every person that you're surrounded by, right? Like your daily activities, your spouse or your family, your relatives or your employees and your social acquaintances, they're there for a reason, right? And you either engage with them on a regular basis or once a month, once every six, six months or whatnot, but it's purposeful, intentful. You need to make a point to engage with people, right? Mm. If you're waiting for things to happen, nothing will ever happen. So people tend to want to be in your circle of influence because they actually like what you're about, right? What you bring to the table, what value you bring in their lives, and if you're actually listening or caring about them. Because most people want to be heard. They want to be loved. They want to be cared for. So therefore, it's it's like in sales, right? If you take and nurture a client and you listen to all their you know problems and pain points, and you offer up a solution that hits all their pain points and they're willing to pay for it, then you have a client, right? You're meeting their demands with all the actions and solutions that you're going to provide them with a service or product, right? Absolutely. So it's the same thing with humans. And if you're able to understand people, you can read people, you can understand why they're in their situation. And if you can help them get through some of their challenges and you can give them some guidance or perspective or some help, right? Mm-hmm. And most importantly, just listen and help by what it doesn't have to be financial, it could be time, it could be just listening, yeah, right? And connecting yeah. with others, like giving them guidance. The more you can serve others, the more you're going to have a more fulfilling life. And I like that word help because I listen to it and, you know, like you've just said listening and then people can tell when you want to genuinely help them. And it's quite easy if that, I mean, I'm bringing it back to sales, but if you're on a call, um, rather than trying to sell, just trying to help. Because if if what you've got to sell is going to help, then that is not a sales call, is it? In my eyes, that's what makes it easier. If that makes sense. Yeah, and it's okay to say no. And I actually say no to a lot of people, like businesses, because it's not a good fit. I feel there's other better agencies mm-hmm. for their business at that time when they're yeah. reaching out to me. And therefore, it's better to be honest with them, transparent and authentic. So these are the values that I've always created by just being honest. Because a salesperson can sell most things to a lot of people. But now that you're the owner, you want to sell the right product and solution for the right customer at the right time. 100%. No, I absolutely love that. So I've got a couple of questions that I like to ask guests um that come on a kind of a set series but i like to ask people if you met yourself 
10 years ago. Hi, John, 10 years younger. Uh, what would you say? What would you say to 10 years younger, John? Yeah, so I, I've been in this agency world and started this company eight years ago. So 10 years ago, um, I was still trying to discover and figure out what I wanted to do, right? Like, I was not married. I was mm-hmm. not in a situation of, you know, stable. Like, I was just kind of lost still, right? But if I had an opportunity to be in a better situation, which is trying to reach out to other entrepreneurs or business owners and trying to figure out like, where can I set my foundation in place so that I know how to position myself better, right? Mm -hmm. Because I Mm -hmm. I did struggle at the beginning when I was starting this agency uh, because I didn't have people to turn to. None of my circle of influence were, like my closest circle of influence were business owners or entrepreneurs. So it was a lonely time. And that's, a, that's a steep learning curve right there. Really steep. And nobody understood what I was going through, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I had maybe a group of three or four other people in the same kind of um, you know, journey, right? Like you're starting a company and you can bounce ideas together. And I didn't have a lot of staff at the time either. So I didn't really know what I didn't know. But as you evolve and grow and you learn and you look back, you're like, oh, if I had a mastermind group, if I had a community, if I had coaches, if I had people that kind of can, you know, have already lived through what I, the pain points I'm living through at this time, yeah. I would have speak out their advice or reached out and asked them questions. But also, like, I look at it, I bootstrapped everything. So I didn't have a lot of money at the beginning, too. So it's your situation, it's your circumstance. And if you're starting a journey, like a business career and starting your own entrepreneurial journey, I would always say have a buffer of some sort of capital that you're okay with investing in yourself or in, you know, coaches or communities and mentors, etc. That's a really, really interesting um, piece of advice. I'd never thought I'd never thought about this question and about turning it on my own, on myself. And um, the, part of the reason that I now do what I do is because of working with a business coach. And my life changed two years ago as a result of that, um, that me taking that action. So you saying that Basically, 10 years ago, you meeting young John, you're going to say, put some money aside because you. I want you to work with a coach from the get-go and I also want you to be involved in some mastermind stuff. I think I would say the same stuff to myself, 100%. Yeah, like, when you're in business now and you reflect and look back and what could have shrunk time and made a l- less mistakes because those mistakes could cost you a lot of money and time and stress and stress, maybe yeah. relationships as well so, and, and quite often sorry to interrupt again John but confidence that can yes. if you don't get it right that confidence takes a knock and you might never come back from that yes all that is a ripple effect right and therefore if you're starting your foundation properly right and this is where it's hard for people to realize when you're starting anything to know, because you don't know a lot of things about business ownership. You don't know what is thrown at you. 
if there is this world out there of people doing exactly what you're doing in the same yeah. situation that you're in that want to support you. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's yeah. And I, I just made a quick note there because um, you were saying to have the right people around you. Give me three people, if you did go back, um, that you would say, hey, young John, get these three people around you or mingle with or be part of what, what would those three people be or do or uh, like what would they have as skills i'm quite intrigued yeah like i would look at people at different stages of their life more so so i was very fortunate in the sales world um like when i was working for 10 years i actually worked at yellow pages and i i met and serviced thousands of business owners. So I was very lucky to have engagement with business owners mm-hmm. at different stages that provide a lot of wisdom throughout their, not just business career, but life choices. So what I would say is, where do you see yourself in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? And find people that, you know, what you, you can see yourself kind of living like them, right? Having, maybe they have a, a really good balance in terms of lifestyle. They live in a part of the world that you want to live in. They do things that you actually wanted, only, you know, dreamt of doing, like yeah. fly to different exotic places, but hit different stages. So someone that's maybe 40, 50, and 60, right? I love and it. They've already hit different milestones that you have always dreamt of, these bucket lists that you have. Yeah. with a lot of goal setting as well and then get to know them like personally be invested in saying i love what you've done i want to you know share my experience and i want to find out how did you get to where you are and life experiences not just career and business experience but like how do you have a well-balanced lifestyle that meets your intentions right like your goals um that's what i would have done I think that's one of the best answers I've had. I really, off the top of, to come up with that has made me go, yeah, I really, I really like that. Um, just the idea of having these, just even that last little bit there about the three different people at different stages. Um, it's like you'd spent some time thinking about that beforehand, John. <laughs> no, but it's true, right? Like when I look at where I'm at in my life, I actually am very fortunate to be going, like I go to the gym, right? And I go before this pandemic three times a week. And there was one individual, he's in the seventies, yet he was a successful business person. And it was intriguing because he retired 20 years prior. And he spends five days a week going to the gym, but during, when he's not at the gym, he would ski or he would golf. That was a great lifestyle. And I was like kind of curious. So I would just approach him and ask him questions like, you know, how did you achieve that freedom, right? And <laughs> yeah. the lifestyle that you live it today, because he looks forward to taking care of his grandkids, you know, going traveling, going on cruises. That's more intriguing for me. And so that's how I connect with people because I have curiosity, I have interest. Mm. And, you know, you have commonality. I go to the gym with the guy. So. It's, it's good. It's good advice. Listen, listen to every piece of it. Now, 
I also get my guests, John, to come up with a boldish brand for each episode. So it's a brand that it could be a personal brand of someone um, that you know or a, or a famous person. It could be a big business. It could be a small business. But it, the idea is that that brand is, is it does it for you. It's got a, a quality about it that you just admire. You 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 want to be more like. What who, who would you like to choose, or what would you like to have as the boldest brand for this episode? Yeah, there's a lot of brands out there, right? And uh, for me, because I'm in this digital world in this industry, um, I feel that Google has done an amazing job branding themselves, right? Yes, there's a lot of different products that they offer, but for this search world, they are the most dominant search engine in the world. And how did they achieve this? It was just giving free information that is sorted and indexed so that the users can find things quickly and personalized. Yet it's so simple. It was like, just you know, just, it's a search engine, it's just a bar, right? And they yeah. don't even have to do much to market themselves. Yet people know it's like a noun, right? It's like just a, a verb. Google it. Yeah. I was about to say that it's a perfect example of a brand becoming something that the market, it, like it's evolved, to, like you've just said, the word, just Google it. It's not just search for it. And that's kind of ultimate brand status, isn't it? It's crazy. And because I did work at Yellow Pages, and it was a great brand when maybe 20 years ago or 100 years ago, right? But as the evolution has adopted this internet and digital age and how people are now you know, consuming everything on different apps and devices, smartphones. You need to change with the times. <laughs> you need to understand what's out there and how users, your, your customers and people are, uh, you know, consuming your product and service or out, out there. So you have to listen to understand what's going on and therefore just be adaptive. Understand to, to change with the time. Listen, observe and adapt. Brilliant. And and Google actually go that step further, which I admire as a brand. So they, they're at the forefront of some incredible future tech. And they're always the ones coming up with something that's experimental. And that's, that's clever, isn't it? Well, I, I think for such a big brand, you know, producing billions, if not trillions of dollars, I mean, these guys, have so much money in R&D with so many teams, with so many different initiatives, it's okay for them to blow hundreds of million dollars on a project yeah. that goes nowhere. <laughs> um, but if you're a smaller corporation, a small business, you can't do that. So you need to really think about these different initiatives that you have and pick accordingly based on your budget, <laughs> based on like what your deliverables are. So I, I see from the big picture, these big companies like Coca-Cola and Pepsi and, you know, big, any big company like Nike, they have a lot of money <laughs> to, to try different things in R&D. But when you're a smaller shop, it, it could be your, you know, last kind of foray in, in this new initiative of yours, right? So be cautious, be aware of what you're doing so that you can actively you know, just progress, right? Like get better, improve, and hopefully it doesn't um, make you go in the red, right? In terms of um, money. 
No, be sensible sometimes. <laughs> well, listen, John, I, I, I've absolutely loved chatting to you and discussing um, some of the principles of brand for you and, and quite taken aback by the, the the depth that you've gone to with your own core values within the business and also your um, your outlook on values within life itself. And you've got a fantastic outlook on everything. Um, one thing that that really, you know, always hits home for me is the different the different walks of life and the fact that um, no matter where you are in the world, people just have such different approach to business. And some people can be in it for the money, but it certainly doesn't seem like that or it definitely doesn't come across like that for yourself. What's next for you? Where are you heading with everything? What does the future hold for John? I, I mean, I'm very lucky to be in this position where I wake up every day um, eager to get the day started <laughs> with a great team, with a great client list and great initiatives, right? Um, so I'm excited to see what's out there. I'm always trying to push the envelope. I'm working on a book. I'm creating a lot of these new marketing initiatives, um, trying to get into different market segments, learning and being curious on what other digital agencies have done well in different parts of the region, different communities and different parts of the world, really. And just grow, right? Like it's okay to make mistakes, but make sure they don't, you know, have detrimental effects in your your company. Um, but have fun growing, having fun learning, um, and just you know enjoy the process. So resonate with people that matter to you, and pick and choose your time wisely, doing things that really you care about, that you're passionate about. Absolutely bang on. Fantastic. So if anybody's been listening and they've thought to themselves, John, you are the man I need to listen to and hear more from, I'm going to put a link to John's own podcast, um, which is localseotoday.ca. And um, you've done, I'm just going to check now how many episodes, but you, you're you quite far into the show, aren't you? You've done, um, uh, it doesn't have a number here, but you, You've got a show. You're a fellow podcaster, and and it's some it's similar to myself, but you're going down more of the business tips side of things, right? Yeah, like the podcast uh, for me has always been something. You know, it's a different medium. Um, I started this podcast three years ago, and the the main purpose was to educate people on SEO when I first started. After a hundred plus episodes, I found that. Um, I didn't have as many topics to talk about. So therefore I started interviewing guests and I have so much more fun getting to learn different stories, different journeys and different tips that people can share with the audience members. And that's how I've kind of pivoted away from just SEO because it is a boring topic for a lot of people that are not in this business, um, like further down their business journey. Um, so again, I'm always trying to pivot and learn and listen and see what I am enjoying as well as what the listeners want and, uh, find a good, uh, you know, good mesh in between. 
And then, of course, I have my own agency. So someone, anyone listening, they can check out our company uh, website called localseosearch.ca. And we offer full-service SEO um, for businesses. And I believe you've got a, like a, some kind of free website audit tool on your business site. So if anyone does want to delve into the realms of checking out and, and evaluating their own site, I think that's a service that you actually offer Yes, initially. we do. It's a free website audit. And we always do like a quick phone conversation to see where your ad gauges you and see if you're ready for an SEO campaign, depending on where you're at in terms of the lifespan of your business. Absolutely. Um, and we'll be honest with you, right? And that's what is a little bit different with us. Like we want to make sure that we're bringing value at the right time with your business. So there you have it, folks. John is not only an incredibly good guest to have on your podcast, he's got his own podcast, which you can go and check out on the if you check out the show notes. But he's also a seasoned SEO um, agency owner. And having looked at their website, um, they definitely, if you are looking for that and you're based over in, I'm guessing, California with a domain name like that, is that right? Uh, we're in Toronto, Canada, but we service clients all over the world, uh, Canada, US, UK, and Australia. Fair enough. Then go check out John's site and, and he'll steer you in the right direction. I don't think you're going to get put in better hands than uh, than John's when it comes to SEO. So all that leaves me to say, John, is listen, I really want to thank you for coming on the show. I really enjoyed our chat today um, and I hope you found some some value and some insight in that topics that we've covered. Well, thanks a lot. I really appreciate you having me as a guest today. And hopefully for the listeners, um, you know, if you want to reach out, um, message me on social, send me a quick email on our website, and I'll be uh, able to address any of your comments and questions. Perfect. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you. So here we are, the end of another episode. Just like to say thank you very much for listening. Really does mean a lot. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave me a review. Love reading comments and feedback from listeners. If you've been listening and think that you would like to find out if your brand has all of the key ingredients to make it stand out from the crowd, don't forget to hit the links button in the player. Yes, this player that you're listening on, which will take you to my brand report. And that will give you a customized report score of your brand straight to your inbox. If you'd like to find out more about myself, visit my website, www.danielocock.com. Again, links are in the show notes. You can book a call with me if you'd like to discuss your next project. The show is available on all major platforms. So don't forget to hit subscribe if you'd like to be updated about future episodes. And remember, if you're not proud of your brand, then how do you expect anyone else to be?